The Old Premeds Podcast is part of the MedEd Media Network at MEDEDmedia.com. This is the Old Premeds Podcast, session number 59. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, or as I like to be called, just Ryan. If you are new to this podcast, thanks for joining us this week and hopefully every week in the future. We take questions directly from the oldpremeds.org forums, which is a website and forum dedicated for you, the non-traditional pre-med student and medical student, by the way. But we focus mostly on the pre-med questions here on the Old Pre-Meds podcast. Today's question is an interesting one about choosing which schools to apply to. The poster said, I was looking into residency match rates of DO versus MD programs using the school website and comparing them to NRMP. I noticed that the 2016 data for DO match rate was 80.3% versus 93.8% for MD. When I look at the data from DO schools like Western and Toro, I find reports of 90 to 100% match rates. Is the difference because of the schools and the 83, the 80.3% looks at all DO programs? Should one look at the individual school match rate instead of the overall match rate when choosing a program? If anyone has information about the discrepancies, please let me know. So I dug into this a little bit to figure out where this person was getting their data. And so I pulled up the information from the AOA, the National Matching Services, which has the American Osteopathic Association Intern and Resident Residency Registration Program, rather, uh, match data. This is the, the matching system for DO students. And I also looked at the NRMP, which is the National Resident Matching Program that matches for MD residencies. So just to backtrack and give you a little information. So two different tracks, DO and MD. A DO is doctor of osteopathic medicine. MD is a medical doctor, just two different types of medical schools. You both end up being physicians at the end of the day. There's really no difference. And then actually their residency programs are merging. Not a lot of information has come out on how that's going to happen, but I believe the year is 2020 when that happens. So a lot of this information, by the time you start medical school, as you're listening to this, probably doesn't really matter in the end because a lot of this will have changed. But I still wanted to answer it because I thought it was a good question. So this student is saying 2016 data for DO match rate was 80.3%. So when I bring up the 2016 match data, I see an unmatch rate of 13%, which is a match rate of 87 so I'm not sure where this student was getting the 80.3%. So I'll have links to this in the show notes. But if you just look up DO match rates for 2016, this website comes up and it's, the again, the match data for the DO applications. And it has a list of every school 
The highest school on here, the highest non-match school is at 20 point or 28.6%. So that's a match rate of 71.4, which isn't very good at all. The and and that school is Toro University in Nevada. That's uh T U N C O M is how they um abbreviate that Tuncom, I guess you would call it. Uh but Toro in in Nevada is that low. There's several different Toro schools, and that is the worst one by far. The next closest one on here isn't far behind at 26.9% non-match. And that one is William Carey University College of Osteopathic Medicine in Mississippi. And that one, just so you know, that school actually was just hit very hard with a tornado. So check into that school, see if there's any way you can help them out with rebuilding their school. All right, back to the questions at hand. So the, this student is posting 80.3% match rate, which, I, I again, I don't know where he's getting that information, but it's not the information that's being supplied by the actual matching organization. And so the way that the, the AOA lists this is they have percentage matched, percentage non-matched, and then percentage of non-participants. And so when you look at percentage matched, it's only 40.9%. And you go, wow, that's crazy. How come nobody's matching? But then when you combine that with non-participants, DO students that are matching outside of the DO residency matching program. So as a DO student, you can match through the MD matching program and you're you're counted as a non-participant. And so when you look at the percentage matched at 40.9% and the percentage non-matched at 46.1%, you get 87%, which is obviously the leftover from the non-match, which is 13%. So 87% of DO students are matching. Now, Here's something to think about when it comes to residency matching. When I looked at the NRMP match data, they have the total match of 96.3% of all U.S. spots filled. So not every residency spot is getting Filled, which is not good. And when you look at it, you have several different types of programs that are more than likely not getting close to getting filled. And those are prelim spots. So if I look at surgery prelim, and a prelim is a PGY one year only. It's basically saying, hey, come to our prelim spot and and try out for our residency. It's basically, if you didn't match anywhere else, then a prelim spot, you can hopefully come into our program after you do well your your prelim year. And if you look at surgery prelim, according to NRMP, it, ma- it only filled 64.4%. There were a lot of spots left on the table there. 
So what does this all mean? It means that a lot of people that aren't matching are probably trying to match into a very competitive program that either they aren't qualified to match in, and it's very similar to trying to get accepted to Harvard and Yale and WashU medical schools when you have a 3.0 GPA and a, a 500 on the MCAT. You're, you're dreaming a little bit too big. But it also could be that that year that you're applying for something is a very competitive year and a lot of people are trying to match into it and you just didn't make the cut. And so what typically happens is you have students that go through a SOAP, the, the SOAP program. It used to be called Scramble. And what happens is you get notified a couple days before the match or a week before the match, whatever time period that is, and you are notified that you did not match. And then you you enter this SOAP program called the Supplemental Offer and Acceptance Program. And you go and find residencies that didn't fill, and a lot of them are gonna be PGY1-only spots. Uh, some of them may be internal medicine spots, and you didn't want to do internal medicine, you want to do something else. But there are these other spots, and if you want to match into one of those programs, you can go do that. So there's there's a whole separate system outside of the normal match program to to allow students that didn't match to get into a program so that they can continue their postgraduate training, which is necessary if you want to be a doctor here in the U.S. So all of that said, my personal belief is that you shouldn't look at residency matching rates for choosing which schools to apply to with one exception. Look at those huge outliers like Toro, Nevada, like William Carey University, and and ask yourself, why is their match rate so low? Are they a brand new school and they're just getting ramped up and maybe their first round of students that they let in weren't the best students or maybe they're just getting their curriculum under control? Are they in under some sort of probation because their curriculum isn't training students well enough? Ask those questions and call the school and say, hey, I noticed your, your residency match rates are pretty terrible and find out from them what they have to say. If it's a school that you're interested in going to because of the location is perfect for you, consider it. Past performance does not equal, does not predict future performance. It's like the stock market. It doesn't matter what the stock market did yesterday. It doesn't, it's not going to determine what it does tomorrow. It's a good predictor. Um, it, it's a it's a good kind of rule of thumb to think about it, but uh, things change and people change and professors change and you, the person that is actually learning and studying and figuring this all out, is one of the biggest variables to all of this. So if you are motivated, if you are driven, if you are are determined to get whatever residency spot you want, then you will probably do well. You cannot rely on the school to to help you match somewhere. The school is there to help support you, but you need the drive and motivation to do it yourself. All right, so that is what I have on residency matching and picking schools. So yes, look at those huge outliers, but outside of that, I wouldn't look at residency programs to determine where you want to go to school. Look at locations and curriculum and and lots of other things to determine where you want to go to school. All right. 
I hope you had a great, great week. I hope you have a great week ahead. I am so thankful that you joined me here on the old pre-meds podcast for session 59. You can find out everything that we talked about here at opmpodcast.com slash five nine. Again, opmpodcast.com slash five nine. I would love it if you left us a rating and review in iTunes. Just go to iTunes, search for old pre-meds podcast, and you can just click and leave a review right there. Super simple. I don't charge for these podcasts, but I will right now. I would love for you to bring somebody to the podcast. Invite your friend, your colleague, your classmate, your advisor. Let them know about the old pre-meds podcast. That is my charge for this podcast. I hope you have a great week, and I hope to see you next week here at the old pre-meds podcast.